The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and he named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, we'll take. Let's take the passage. Um, you know, as it's as it's situated, uh, not necessarily in the in the context of, of the gospel, the beginning of, of the gospel according to Matthew. It's really this, the second little pericope. The first is the uh, the long line of of Jesus' ancestors. Um, but let's take it in in context in the context of the of the Advent season, and uh, and our being prepared to to hear and heed. Uh, the call of God. Um, you know, we, I think we see uh, here in Joseph uh, ex- exactly what uh, God is intending for us to be, how he is intending us to live uh, here, uh, certainly to, to close out the season and, uh, and to be prepared to, uh, to welcome Jesus at Christmas. Let's say at Christmas, but of course to welcome Jesus uh, here and now. Uh, as he as he comes to us, uh, the you, we can reflect on perhaps the um, the totality of of the call, right? So here you have uh, Joseph being um, confronted with very difficult news about his betrothed, and um, you know in the midst of that, uh, what must have been uh, you know, confusing difficult, trying, and the rest, you see Joseph emerge as, uh, as a figure who has given himself whole and entire to God. And uh, how, do, how do we see that? Yeah, we, we see that not only um, by the, the angel coming to him, um, but also we see at the end of the pa- toward the end of the passage, when Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. There's no, there's no sense of hemming and hawing on the point, right? There's, and it, how, how is it that he can respond with real alacrity, right? How can he respond with real eagerness to the, to the message of, of an angel, given um, what all he's likely to have been suffering before that? And, and it has to be the fact that uh, God has a call on his life, and he recognizes it. So, so as to say, um, the totality of the call is not lost on Joseph, right? It's not like, okay, like I, you know, I was okay to follow you here, there, and the other place, but 
But this, ah, I'm not actually that sure about. I mean, if we, and we might think, I don't know if we do, we, we might think that, you know, you ha an angel appears to you, right? This, that's all you need, right? That's all you need? An angel appears to you? Yeah, right. Okay, so some of you are laughing because it's like, okay, well, actually, well, maybe an angel. It's like, no, no it's, it's, it's probably not enough. Now you would wake up and go, it was nice enough, you know what I mean? Like, it was, uh, I was a bit afraid at first, and when he told me to not be afraid, then I was, I was okay. Um, but maybe I was just a, that was just a dream, wasn't it? I mean, it was just a dream. This, it's so easy to have an excuse at that point, right? I mean, it's like, as long as, if you're, if you're in the realm of, okay, my life is 99.99999, like whatever that little one at the end is, if that's the, if that's the way you are, there's enough here to get yourself off the hook, yeah? So there's not that little one at the end for Joseph. Yeah, and, and if there is, then he's simply showing us what it means to be a man of courage and conviction because he knows if, he, if he's not, if he's not, if he doesn't have, if he has that one at the end, I should say, okay, if he has that one at the end, he knows that that's not the way things work with God and so he's going to push past it, and he's going to have the courage to do the most generous thing, the most loving thing. He's going to have, he's going to have the courage to, to follow God where he calls, even though he's got that one at the end, no matter, no matter where that one is. Right? This has to be the same for us, and, and perhaps, it's, perhaps it's better to think of Joseph as the, as the one who takes that step in faith, trusting in God, to go beyond himself. Right? He doesn't have it all, doesn't have it all together. That's, the, that's us. Right? We, we don't have it all together. We've got a one somewhere. If maybe, you know, the, the number might be bigger. You know, like we're, I mean, uh, maybe I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, we're all going to be between 90 and 100%. Okay, so some of us, that one is right up front. Yeah, it's 10%. And we're like, uh, you know, I at least want to keep, you know, I'm going to do a reverse tithe on the thing, Okay. I'm going to keep 10% of my life for myself, you know? It's like, doesn't work like that. And, and we know, and we know, I hope anyway, we're coming to know, it doesn't work like that. So there's no part of my life that I get to keep for myself. I keep something for myself uh, to the detriment of myself and the, and the entire project. I could, I could derail the whole thing just by, by willing to keep some part of my life for myself. Every part of my life has to be handed over to God. He, he has a call on my, my life whole and entire. And so here, yeah, there's, there's preparation in the life of uh, St. Joseph prior to this, this scene that we encounter. Right? His, his life of virtue and goodness and the rest, that, that makes him ready to, to accept and receive the call of God in this particular vocation entrusted to him. This is the, this is the same for us as well, right? There's, there's always, you know, long preparation, as it were. Look back on our lives and see, you know, how we have, in fact, heard and heeded the call of God, how it's brought us to, to where we are. And yet the call of God comes to us anew every day, right? Because here, and, and we see it in any number of ways, you know, God with his people, Emmanuel, he, he's never absent, right? Jesus is with us, we hear at the end of the, uh, Matthew's gospel, he's with us until the end of the age. 
And so he is intimately involved in his creation. He's intimately involved in my life. And so he's, he's calling me step by step. And today is no different than any other day in that, in that sense. And, to, and today we want to make sure as, we, you know, as, we're, as we're going through now the, the weekdays of Advent from December 18th on, we want to have a particular focus on the fact that Jesus is with us. Yeah, he is God with us. And he's calling us beyond ourselves into lives of real praise, yeah, praise of God, worship of God, love of God, adoration. He's calling us into lives of, of justice, right, of, of real uh, meaningful relationship with the people around us. He's calling us to pour ourselves out in his service for the good of the world, especially that piece of the world that he's, he's entrusting to us. And he's, going, he's calling then not just, say, the most generous people the world has ever seen. That's what he's making us to be, He's making us to be the most generous people the world has, has ever seen. But he's also calling us in particular ways beyond ourselves so that we can get over that, that little one wherever, wherever it is. Yeah, Because we know that we want our lives to be an expression of God's radical generosity. So generosity at the roots of the thing. We want that to be in, in us, like totally, right? The, we want that... Um, radical generosity to be the root of our entire heart and life. And the, and the only way that that's going to happen is if he reveals to us where it is we have to go, what it is we have to do, and then gives us the strength to go there. And as we go out to meet him then with cooperation, right, with our yes to him, our, our eager and excited yes, when we go out to meet him with, with our yes to him, and he's coming with his strength, he's going to get us to to move beyond ourselves and, and overcome that number one, wherever, wherever it is, okay? So this is, what, this is what we have in store for us this season. So don't be surprised when, when the call of Christ comes. And here, don't be, don't be afraid. Even if it's, let's say, even if the, um, the initial, say, revelation conjures up in us fear, because that's clearly what, you don't tell someone to not be afraid if they're not, if they're, if they're already fine, you know, it's like, he, no, he's somewhat afraid of what's happening. So, okay, so when the revelation of God comes and we have the fear of, the, of our incapacity to meet the need that is being revealed to us, then we have to strike out with, with confidence in God, not in ourselves. We're going to overcome ourselves with confidence in God. And as we go out to do the next most loving and generous, radically generous thing, God will meet us with his transforming power so that we're capable of, of rising to meet the challenge of the day.